Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and it's very early for me to be recording TFM. Um, it's 8.49 on Friday morning but I've got one of those days um, where I've got to be somewhere later on and I'm going to wake up somewhere different tomorrow morning and I haven't got a clue when I'm going to get this done. So it's a case of getting it done now uh, or kind of I'm going to kind of wedge it into bits of the morning so it might sound slightly different you've got the 849 sounding voice just post run because I've also had to run today because running in the morning is going to be more complicated Um, but you might get a different voice when I've had a coffee or when I've done a couple of the bits depending on how I wrap this up anyway let's get started you can tell I'm a little bit more frenetic than normal and we'll have a bit of that twangy guitar I'm going to give you a heads up to something that's going to be happening on, uh, well, it could be Thursday, actually. And it's an idea that Jack's had. And I, if I had the time, I would take up this idea because I think it's brilliant, but I haven't got the time. Um, but what Jack's decided he's going to do is he's going to, his advent this year is going to be Christmas films. So he's going to watch a Christmas film every single day from the 1st to the 24th uh, as his kind of advent thing. And it's genius. It's absolute genius. The only flaw is what you class as a Christmas film. That's the only flaw. And it might be that you have to include Christmas specials in there as well. Um, And by that, I'm thinking that the Bob the Builder Christmas special uh, that Noddy Holder was in and Elton John was in and Chris Evans was in is definitely worth and should be included. There are a few quite good Christmas specials I think you need to, you need to, you know, give a bit of extra love towards. Um, But also, you've got remakes, haven't you? So there's various versions of Christmas Carol. Um, There's various versions of, uh, well, there's a couple of versions of... um, Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, there's a, both versions of Elf, um, the obviously um, the Will Ferrell version, but also the animated version that uh, Jim, can't remember his voice, the guy who plays Sheldon Cooper in Big Bang Theory Voices, uh, and the Mark Hamill's in as well. That's that's absolutely worth a, uh, worth a watch. Um, obviously, for the grown-ups, you've got the advantage of being able to include things like Love Actually in there. You can include things like uh, Die Hard in there. So there are other options. Uh, and if I was really struggling, maybe there's a couple of Doctor Who Christmas specials that are quite Christmassy as well that I could probably uh, include in that, um, particularly the one with the missing pilot Um which I thought was very good. And I think that's, I think that was uh, Hugh Bonneville, actually, possibly. So anyway, back to Jack's, ori- I mean, I'm riffing on Jack's original idea. But this 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 Christmas film advent thing, I think's an absolute winner. Um, give it some thought. Uh, and if you want to try and put your 24 together, uh, I, I, I think the comments section uh, for, for, for the episode this week should absolutely be littered with, well, it's going to be littered with a couple of film things actually but let's start with the christmas one uh and just just give it some thought bang away see if you can get to 24 tuesday right so we're still on films and this came up in conversation today and this was a conversation about feel-good films 
And this wasn't necessarily... I'll tell you how the conversation started. The conversation started because we were talking about Love Actually. And we were trying to decide if Love Actually was the best of the Richard Curtis films. And of course, it absolutely isn't. Um, In fact, you know, both Four Weddings and... um, Notting Hill a better, and I would argue that about time with Bill Nye he is, is is better as well. Before you even start to look at some of the others, uh, but there's something about Love Actually, and I know there's a lot wrong with Love Actually in terms of you know I mean it's 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 shocking in terms of its diversity. If you view it through the lens of now, then there's there's a lot there's a lot wrong um, with the optics of Love Actually. But if you if you assume that that wasn't intended and that was just, you know, slightly unfortunate, then there's also an enormous amount in Love Actually to really, really enjoy. And there's just so much in that film I find just just great and really, you know, reassuring and warm and all those kind of things. Accepting all the things that's wrong with it. And I think you've got to do that as well. When we're looking at films, we've got to accept that they are viewed through 2022 eyes. There's going to be a lot that is not quite right, but you you have to move past that. So that got us on a talking about feel good films. So I tried to do a top ten and I couldn't manage it. Um, so what I've done is I've I've turned it Christmassy and I've gone a twelve days of Christmas feel good films because I got to twelve that I was quite happy with. I was I made some cuts and then I got to the point because I had sixteen. I made cuts. I cut out four um, and then I said I don't want to cut any more out. Uh, it's my list. I don't want to cut any more out. Um, so I'm going to go with on the on. We've got the Advent Christmas films, and then you've got a you've got a 12 Days of Christmas feel good movie thing as well that you could you say. So, so you've just got. But these these are films that it, you can I can watch over and over and over again. Um, and it's there's just something about them that they just make make me feel good when I watch them. So I'm going to go through my list, uh, but I'm going to invite everybody else to have a go as well. Um, and see how many you think you might have got. Uh, quite interesting, actually, to see the insight into me, to see how many you think you would have picked up on. So here's my list. In no particular order, and in no kind of chronological order or anything, you know, however you want to look at it. So first up, Tin Cup. Uh, I just love Tin Cup. I think Bull Durham's a better film, but I think uh, um, Renny Russo, uh, Kevin Costner... The whole thing about that film is just there's just so many lovely moments in it. It's just it's just great. Okay, love actually we've talked about so that, that that's popped in. That's number two. Number three, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, because if only, that film gets in because of the bit where he arrives into shop for the very first time and he's and and you see him on the in the crow's nest of the boat or he's at the top of the mast on the boat. And the boat's sinking, and as the as he comes in, the boat sinks just to the point that as he arrives at the uh, at, at the dock, he steps out off the top of the mast onto land and walks off as it's the most normal thing in the world. And for no other reason, that film should be in. I mean, the soundtrack's amazing. His performance is unbelievable. It, it you know, there's loads of swashbuckling. Everything you want in a film, it's a throwback film. Just got to have it. So that's in there. Right, I'm counting Red One and Two as as one film because I just love the Red films because I just think it's a load of actors having a great time. I think Malkovich is great. I think um, 
uh, Bruce Willis is great. I think the in the intro, the first ten minutes, the fi- the first film where nothing happens is fantastic. If you've not seen Red One and Two, absolutely superb. Right, moving on. Number four, Knives Out. Uh, I've watched Knives Out, Knives Out four times already. I know the the, the next one's coming out. Uh, if you've not seen Knives Out um, with Daniel Craig, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Again. Everything you want, you can watch it over and over again. Performances top draw, just 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 spot on. Uh, number five, Rio Bravo. Uh, this is the John Wayne, Dean Martin, Angie Dickinson, Walter Brennan, Ricky Nelson Western. Uh, it's it, if you've not seen it, just watch it. It's it's just great. It's everything a John Wayne Western should be. Um, lots of humour, um, some gunfights, bit of tension, all the things you want. Brilliant. Um, so we're halfway through, uh, and we get to Gross Point Blank. Uh, and I was really struggling for a John Cusack film, because I could easily have had High Fidelity, and High Fidelity is one of the one of the four that got dropped out. Um, so Gross Point Blank, um, a, uh, a killer, uh, an assassin, who goes back home for his high school reunion. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Dan Aykroyd's absolutely superb. Mini Driver's absolutely superb. Just watch over and over and over again you can't help but be charmed um by it um the next one is my favorite year um now my favorite year is um it's a film that's loosely based on the life of uh, errol flynn and it's uh, peter o'toole who just does a wonderful job a wonderful pastiche of that kind of 40s 50s um screen hero going uh, into New York to do a TV special. And it's just absolutely uh, unbelievable. So uh, I don't know. The thing is, it's quite hard to find. So if you haven't, I don't know if it's actually available on DVD, but search out my favourite year because it's really, really, really superb. Um, Bridget Jones's Diary. You can't you can't not have Bridget Jones's Diary. How, how can you have a list of feel-good movies without Bridget Jones's Diary in it? It's, it's just off the chart good. Um, equally, how do you have a list of feel-good films without When Harry Met Sally on it? Um, I just, I just don't know how you you do that either. So, um, I mean, wrote wrote the book on the modern rom-com to a certain extent. Absolutely, yeah, just, just, just there. Um, this is Spinal Tap. Um, you can't, um, you can't not have Spinal Tap in there. Um, every single one of those rock cliches, everything about that whole uh, mo- mockumentary thing, all comes from Spinal Tap. And then finally, City Slickers, Billy Crystal, absolutely, absolutely superb in City Slickers. Just again, if you've not seen City Slickers or if it's a film you've forgotten from your youth, then you know you've got to go back and rediscover City Slickers. It's just, it's just top draw. It's just top draw. Right, so I'm going to just check again. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's my 12. So Tink Up, Love Actually, Pirates of the Caribbean, Red 1 and 2, Ron all 2, whichever, Knives Out, Rio Bravo, Gross Point Blank, uh, My Favourite Year, Bridget Jones' Diary, When Harry Met Sally, This Is Spinal Tap, City Slickers. There you go. Have a crack. I'll see you at the other end. <laughs> Keir Starmer doubled down today on charitable status for private schools. And this is something that the Labour Party want rid of. Uh, they don't want schools uh, like 
in the case of the one he used at PMQs, uh, Winchester, they don't want they don't want private schools to be able to uh, effectively not have to charge VAT on their fees and also to be able to claim VAT back. They think it's a big cost to the taxpayer. Uh, I agree. Um, the argument put back by Richie Sunak was that this is a tax on aspiration. I disagree with that. I don't think this is a tax on aspiration. I think if you look at some of the things that you're take, taking away from people and looking at some of the ways that you are ta- taxing people, then I think to say that this is a tax on aspiration is absolutely wrong. To be effectively um, funding by the back door or, or giving incentives to private uh, institutions to make them more attractive, it's a, it's a middle class, it's middle class tax relief is what it is. It's middle class tax relief. If you have the ability to send your children to private school and you have the wherewithal and you you can afford it, then you can suck up the extra 20% VAT because it is actually deeply unfair that you give institutions like this that are very, very wealthy the ability the ability to effectively put their fees down. Um, the vast majority of people who will be paying those fees will be perfectly capable of, of paying them with 20% on top. And if you argue about aspiration, then these places should have absolutely better policies in place about giving uh, grants and giving scholarships to people from a wider variety of backgrounds. The system is designed uh, to self-replicate. Uh, it's not designed to change. It's not designed to be more encouraging. The thing about aspirations and absolute nonsense. Um, if you want more kids from uh, different backgrounds into those schools and those schools can make that happen, they can make that happen themselves and they can find ways of funding it and they don't because it doesn't suit what they want to do. So I'm afraid I'm on the side of Labour on this one. And you know what? It was all over the Daily Mail and I read something which basically said, as far as the Labour is concerned, great publicity because the thing is the vast majority of the country are with... It's another one of those areas where the country is actually pretty much in line with what the Labour Party is saying. It's a bit like uh, nationalisation of the railways. The country's in for it, absolutely in for it. It's it's an open goal. Uh, onshore wind, the, the country's absolutely up for it. Solar farms... The, the country's up for so you've got to do these things and 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 this is just another example of a, a certain part of the community that part of the community that is out of touch uh pushing back so hate to get serious in the middle of an episode that's quite jovial actually but i'm afraid on this one i don't i don't buy the argument um you know putting putting that on private school fees does not undermine the ability of those institutions to deliver what they currently deliver what it does do it's a kick in the teeth to those people who are essentially their core audience. Thursday. Okay, so my new favourite thing on Instagram is Ray Winston. Not quite sure how Ray Winston happened to find himself on my feed, uh, but he did, and I'm now following Ray Winston. Um, I've always quite liked Ray Winston as an actor, um, and he's, he's done some interesting stuff. Uh, at various points in time. I quite liked his remake of The Sweeney. I thought that was quite good. Uh, go If you go back far enough, uh, he made an incredible film called Scum about uh, life in a ball store, which was really, really, really bleak and really dark and really violent, but was but was also very, very good if you if you go back far enough. But his Instagram feed is, is just beautiful. And the clip that I saw was him in... He's got this kind of... Um, he's got this uh, dressing gown. That's, that's almost like a sheepskin coat. You know the Dell Boy or the John Motson sheepskin coat. He's got a, a, um, a um, you know, a, 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 not a robe. It's a, it's his dressing gown, effectively. That's like that. And he and he does. The, he records these little to camera things in the morning, 
And um, he was talking about, he's done two or three about the World Cup because he's a West Ham fan. And he was talking about um, uh, wanting Harry Kane to wear the armband, uh, the the rainbow armband. And um, and, he, and he had these couple of little rants, but he starts off and he definitely looks like he's just woken up. And it could be three in the afternoon, but Ray, Ray's not been vertical very long. He's still, everything's still settling with him. And he's just got that voice that's just, just, just off the charts incredible. And he starts and he, uh, talking and he's doing this kind of look, look down his nose at his phone because he's, I don't know whether he needs bifocals or what, but, but, and then halfway through, he just lies a fag and it's just, it's just wonderful. There's this, the, it's just, he's everybody's granddad. It's just, you know, I know you shouldn't condone that and I'm not condoning that, but there's just something beautiful about these clips. You've got a man that's, that's kind of with quite a woke message, actually, to be honest, um, but delivering it in, in as, as Ray Winston, as you want Ray Winston to be. You're just going to have to check out Ray Winston on Instagram. Just take my word for it. Friday. Wow, I've got through. I've got through to the final bit in one in one go. Um, I've I've put myself under pressure for the next thing I'm doing, but that's fine because it's I've I've quite I've really enjoyed this this morning. Been quite giddy actually, a little bit a little bit excitable this morning. Uh, in fact, there's a Def Leppard song called uh, Excitable. I think I think it's on um, Hysteria. I might use that as the um, as the title this week because I am a little bit I'm a little bit festive, a little bit excitable um, this week. Yeah. Um, the reason why I'm not around is that um, a good industry. So, and it, so the way I think it works is you go industry colleague, industry friend, friend. Okay. So, an industry colleague who became an industry friend who's become a friend uh, is having a retirement due. Uh, this evening, and I'm going down to his. Uh, I'm very uh, pleased to be invited. Going down to his retirement due now. Um, Dave um, listens to this. He also is a big Marillion fan, so he listens to the Corona Diaries. Um, and we've bonded on a number of things. We've got a lot of think tastes that are very similar. He's an Arsenal fan, so we we have uh, fair football chats. Um, he's done some work with the MIA in the past, uh, and he's done a lot of work for a charity called Music for All, which helps getting musical instruments into the hands of people that would struggle to get hold of them. And that's with industry support, and that's also with uh, donations and and things that people bequeath in wills. And he's done a lot of work for that charity. So he's had a, he's had a great career. Uh, he's retiring from quite early in terms of age. Into he's 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 just at retirement age, but only just. But he's got other things that he wants to do, and he thinks it's the right sort of time. And uh, and and it's just going to be a shame not having him around, though. Though I would imagine we're still going to talk and, and be in touch, um, you know, as often as we uh, as we can. Um, but I just wanted to I just wanted to wish Dave all the best. Um, moving moving forward, um, I'm sh- I'm sure we'll be in touch. I'm sure we'll bump into each other at various things. Uh, I'm sure he won't be out of the 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 you know the music industry. The industry uh, that I work in is um, is is very um, clique is the wrong wrong word. It's not that it is. It's just a small community of people who really like like each other and that like that industry. And you hang around in the music instrument industry because of the industry, not because it's a route to you know. Mega wealth or anything like that. Uh, it's certainly not. A, it's certainly not a springboard uh, to something bigger and better. Um, 
so yeah, Dave, I'm going to miss you. Going to miss having you around. Uh, really looking forward to this evening, um, and I hope you have a fantastic, fantastic uh, time of whatever that you're going to uh, get on and and do next. Uh, and I just thought it was a nice way to to you know to finish the week. And I had thought about recording it when I got there, but it's actually easier in terms of logistically. It's probably easier to do everything uh, here. And and as I say, I've been on a roll, so so why not? Um, I hope you're well. Um, if you want to join in and do either your Advent Christmas films or your feel-good movies, uh, your um, 12 Days of Feel Good, whatever you want to call it, then then please feel free. Um, I'm happy to let you rip my 12 to shreds. Um, and obviously we didn't mention Home Alone, but that's a given in the old um, in the old Christmas ones as well. And of course the advantage of having two lists on the go is you can put some feel-good films in the Christmas ones that means that you get double whammy. So you'll have noticed, obviously, you know about me and Christmas Carol, but obviously I didn't put anything in the feel-good because I can drop them in the Christmas advent. And I don't tend to watch them all year round, whereas my feel-good 12, I would watch all year round, including Love Actually, actually, while we're on that subject. Love Actually, actually. Right, uh, I will speak to you next time. Have a great weekend. Take care. therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production